What's up? Welcome to Tide Sessions, a podcast about water sports. I'm Mike and this is Mel. We're both super passionate about the water and together we co-founded a kite surfing school called Tide Water Sports. On this podcast, we're going to be chatting to athletes, founders and other rad people who also love being in, on or under the water. We hope you enjoy these conversations as much as we did. In today's episode, Mike and I sit down to chat with Mike Coots. Mike is a shark attack survivor, shark advocate, professional photographer and surfer. But he also loves to scuba dive, free dive and bodyboard, among other things. We talk about how his love of water sports started, how much he enjoys diving with sharks, where his dream surf spot is and how amazing it was to shoot big wave surfers at Jaws last year. We really love this chat, which you'll probably hear because Mike and I spent the whole episode saying, wow, that's awesome. We know you'll feel the same way, so enjoy. Hello. Hi. Hey, Mike. Hi. Hi. How's it going? Aloha. Good. Aloha. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. Are you back home? Can you guys hear, hear, yeah. hear me okay? Yeah, yeah I'm back home. I got back last night. Oh my God, it was so... Yeah, were you so you were in Maui and you said it was it's not been that big in twenty five years this well. Um yeah, and and the spot I surfed, um I think it might have been the best it's been in like forty years or fifty years in like a whole generation. Yeah. It was oh, wow. probably some of the best waves at Hawaii's ever had. Ever. Amazing. Amazing. Incredible. Yeah. It was at the a... spot called Ma'alaya Harbor that um doesn't break for years and years and years because it's in this harbor entrance and then when the swell gets big enough and the um it's the right swell angle then it comes in and it was just i've never seen waves like that incredible nice oh my god I've, yeah I've, I've seen some yeah. footage of it like on uh on kai's insta and stuff like that so yeah 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 it's it's been all over the internet in the surf world for sure yeah the wave yeah. just looks insane yeah yeah did you, did you ride it i did yep um I surfed it for two days. It was really crowded, but there was a lot of waves in every set and the waves really long. So there was chances to get waves, but it was as crowded as you could imagine with some of the best surfers in the world. Yeah. Yeah. It did look yeah. crowded on the videos. Yeah. 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 Did you get some good ones? Well, I did. Got some good barrels. Yep. Nice. <laughs> it was definitely worth going over. Yeah. So, yeah. That sounds scary. I wasn't sure if you went to take pictures or to surf or to do both. But you probably did. I, I kind of wish I, I I brought my camera. Um, oh, you didn't take it. Yeah. Now, now looking back at it, I wish I had my camera there as well. But it was nice to just enjoy and, and have fun. You were too excited. Probably the, the best, just yeah, the best surf trip I've ever taken, and it was only a twenty minute flight away. So, <laughs> to be fair, if it, if if it's a wave that's like not been there for that long, and it's like you're saying, it's like some one of the best waves. Yeah, you've got to surf it. For sure. Yeah, I know. I would have been kicking myself if I just shot photos. Yeah, yeah you can't make the most <laughs> yeah. of it. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, we're super excited. I mean, we chatted. When was it? It was maybe three years ago now. It feels like yesterday, but um, there was ago? a whole pandemic. Yeah, because wow. yeah, it was just before the pandemic that we chatted last. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. yeah, we're super excited because obviously we thought about you straight away because you do so many. Like you're so. You're so into water sports and you do amazing things related to the ocean. And um, I love chatting with you the first time, so I thought it'd be nice to get you on. Um, But yeah, yeah, so maybe we should start at the beginning again. Um, And we wanted to know what, you know, what were the first 
you know, water sports that you really fell in love with, knowing that you're from Hawaii, which is pretty amazing? Yeah, I would say it was um, boogie boarding without fins at a beach called Poipu with my grandmother. I would have been five years old at the time. And it was those early days of riding waves that I think you get hooked as a kid. Um, it's like you're just going straight to the beach and it's it just feels like nothing on land is like that. Um, I, I know it rides waves kind of says the same thing. It's just such a, it's such a different feeling. Um, and it's one of those things that never gets old. Um, I've gone through so many different sports in my life and none of them stuck except for ocean sports. And I think it's just the allure of the challenge, the, um, the adrenaline, how we just talked about that swell, knowing that maybe next week there could be another 50 year event that it's stuff you've never seen. You've been surfing your whole life and you've never seen anything like it. And that could happen tomorrow or that could happen next week. And I think it's that, that excitement and, and it's just a healthy, clean, fun thing to do. Um, and at five years old, I had a feeling, you know, this is probably going to go on the rest of my life and I hope it does. It's amazing. Um, so, um, I've, I've got so many questions for you and now I'm like blanking out. You go, Mike. I'm sure you've got a good question. It's so hot here in the UK as well. Just so bear with us. It's been so yeah, it's warm. There's a heat wave. Yeah, and yeah, just, no is way. it hot where you are? <laughs> is it hot? Yeah, where you are. Is it? You know, it's... Um, was it fine? It's, not, it's, it's, it's it? almost a perfect climate. I, we got a trade wind breeze that comes out How of the Northeast and it's yeah. the coconut trees sway and it's just a nice... It never gets really too hot. I've maybe just... A couple summers I can remember where it's like really humid, but otherwise it's it's kind of a perfect climate. I hate the sound yeah. <laughs> and rub it in, but I it mean, really is. We we already kind of love. We've never well, been in, to England, Hawaii, it's just but a completely yep. changing climate. But you know, yeah, so, yeah, uh, we do get a lot of rain. We have a lot of yeah. natural disasters. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the rain brings rainbows and it makes good sandbars and yeah, for sure. It's it's it's, yeah. yeah. One day, yeah. one day we'll go there. Yeah, should. It's on our list. So you talked about yeah. bodyboarding a lot when you were a kid. Yep. Are there, are there any other sort of water sports that you got into around that time? Yeah, I, I think I would have gone snorkeling probably a yeah. couple of years later, like two years after that. Um, and probably at the same beach, it, it's got a really nice lagoon and um, fell in love with snorkeling. I got certified for scuba diving when I was 12. Um, I took a, I took the paddy class with my cousin. I remember it was like four or five days and, um, we took a family trip to Maui right afterwards. And there's this a beautiful half crater island called Molokini. It's like a sunken crater. And um, I saw my first shark on that dive and started, I actually didn't start surfboarding on a surfboard until um, I was in college studying photography uh, post amputation and post shark attack. And that's when I fell in love with um, actually stand up surfing. Um, but it was body bodyboarding. I was just a diehard bodyboarder and loved diving, free diving. I was really into spearfishing when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, don't do it anymore, but I just I I loved um just sort of that pursuit and that hunt and learning about how to reading fish and and just the underwater world. That's so cool. I didn't know, yeah, yeah. I always thought I know you surfed later after bodyboarding, but I didn't know that you scuba dived that early on as well. It's yeah, really cool. yeah. So what did yeah. you, did you I, always do it or did you stop when you got really no, into surfing? No, I stopped. I stopped yeah. and I just, I really was surf and bo like bodyboard, bodyboard ride waves and the scuba diving sort of went to the wayside. But I did every summer we get, we get these like um, sort of long periods where there's no surf. And that's what I did a lot of diving and it was just free diving and snorkeling. Um, yeah. But there would be summers where every day you're just snorkeling with your friends. Mm. Yeah. 
I do love yeah. a bit of free diving. I feel I feel like you get a bit more of like a, a piece uh, than mm-hmm. with scuba diving. You get to come yep. a bit closer to yeah. fish and stuff like that. Yeah, we just yep, like yep, it's yep. a lot of stuff when you're scuba diving. I mean, it's different. You can achieve different things both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Both have their goods and their yeah, yeah and their pros and their cons, and it's just it's nice to be able to do both yeah. and have that option. Yeah, yes, for sure. So, did you already yeah. like sharks when you were younger? But like pre pre shark attack, were you into them, or did you? Because well, that's what's crazy, and we talked about it the first time we chatted. But the fact that you got attacked when you were eighteen lost your leg and then instead of becoming like being like oh i hate them not going in the water anymore yeah, yeah. you went the other way and you became this amazing shark advocate like were you already into them before or you're not like oh they're um, just part of the ocean you know it was kind of kind of indifferent like uh we as kids just knew they were in the ocean i had an aunt that got attacked by a tiger shark i was on a soccer team called the tiger sharks and it was just you knew that they're in the ocean and but it wasn't this real fear um mm-hmm. there's like Surfers will tell you, obviously, like there's so much other things you got to worry about other surfers and the reef and currents and getting knocked out on the sandbar. Sharks are sort of at the very back of the danger zone. And even, you know, you're told not to go swimming by river mouse or dawn or dusk and, and things like that. And those rules, I don't know, we just kind of don't think about it. You just go surf when the waves are good. Um, yeah. So it was a bit indifferent. And there was, I, I, I did have a lot of curiosity about sharks, even as a kid, just because they're like little dinosaurs in the ocean and they're just they're very cool looking but it was just so far and few between when you actually see one um we had a i had a surfing coach um and there was a couple times that he was filming us and he'd film a fin in the water but we like rewind the footage and watch that fin breaking through the surface and thought it was so cool but like i don't think i'd ever seen a shark until getting attacked by one surfing like maybe yeah if if that and only a couple times diving um they're just they're not as common as people think they are that's super elusive yeah we went yeah. to yeah. we lived in south africa for six months to, okay. uh, to go kite surfing and surfing and um we never saw one i mean you said you saw you yeah, saw maybe. shadow <laughs> and maybe. i freaked out i was like let's go to the beach quickly okay but you know so and it's the same they say it's everywhere but no they're quite yeah, but like you said, yeah. when, gonna... when you're on the line up and you're, you're like surfing and enjoying yourself yeah. It's, it's nothing that you don't think about it at all yeah 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 is there anything you've been working on recently um i've i've been itching to go do some diving um it's feels like it's been a little while since i've been with a white shark um yeah i, w- I went to the big island about a, two months ago and and um saw my first oceanic white tips that were absolutely incredible um and I'm working, uh, I'm pretty excited to be working on a coffee table book that is going to the designers really shortly and goes to the publishers in about five months or so. Um, it's sort of like a big, big, bold, beautiful book that's going to be in your face and showing the beauty of sharks. Um, very little words. And uh, I'm just, it's, it comes out, I, th- I think I can look right now. We got a release date in September 19th of 2023. Isn't it all? Get the book stands. I was yes. thinking when you do a book because you've got so yeah. many amazing photographs. And I was like, that was one of the things she was going to yeah. ask. It was definitely about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. We still don't have a name title for it. So if you guys have any suggestions, Ooh. we'll think about it. We're really uh, yeah. bad at puns, though. You're really bad at puns. You don't want to put a pun on a book. What? It could be cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I was thinking about yeah what you were doing and how you were pushing things because. 
that's what you were saying what's important for people to start caring more about shark is showing how beautiful they are amazing yeah. and you know the and that's what you're doing through your photography and yeah i was thinking about what how you you know if you needed support to push your work in a certain direction and because i remember you talked about liking the idea of going maybe into schools or showing younger kids like you know starting yeah. early and not having that hollywood idea of sharks being bad and showing the opposite and um have you been yeah. doing work like that as well i'm sorry with with young like with kids and stuff yeah like yeah oh yeah kids it, they as much as like you would think they would want to see jaws and teeth and scariness they love hammerheads and they love whale sharks and they love species that aren't known to attack humans and they find beauty in it and i talk to kids and they're just like a lot of them know more about sharks than I do and know more about yeah. sharks than a lot of, you know, very well-versed shark scientists. It's incredible what, um, what they learn and what they're researching on the internet. And, uh, I, I think, I mean, I was talking to a friend yesterday at the airport about how, and he just has a newborn and shopping for clothes and how there's just so much shark clothes for kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like we kids know. love sharks from, from as soon as they can understand the concept of, you know, that, they're almost like they're dinosaurs that are still here to adults. And I think that fascination, there's there's a good reason for that. They are super cool. And like you said, like yeah. the kids have just got like the internet at their hands these days. There's so much information yeah. that they can learn. It's amazing that they're actually yeah. going out. And, and, and they ask incredible questions that just stump me. And I'm like, how do you even, I've never been asked this question before. Or how are you thinking, you know, and, and they're just so, yeah, they're very, very well. And, and that, that's a good sign is that they know a, a lot about the biology of sharks and why sharks are important and you know maybe kids 50 years ago it would be sharks are scary and jaws just came out and i don't want to go in the swimming pool and mommy we hold my hand and i dip my feet you know at the deep end of the pool and now it's like they're cool yeah yeah and i, I love i love that shift in perception and these days there's, there's a lot more people into sort of I don't know, like shark advocacy and stuff like that because of uh, the Netflix series that you've you've probably seen, what was it? Mm -hmm. Which one is? I don't know. Which one is it? Yeah, there was Sea Spiracy. That really had a good. Yep, yeah, that had, that had a great. Yep, yeah, angle on sharks and. Well, they realize how many sharks yep. actually kill and yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there, yeah. There's a lot more people wanting to get into it. So, for yeah, for like yeah. the average Joe, you know, how, yeah. how how would someone get into being involved in shark advocacy if they're like uh, in the city or just want to help out? Um, I would say everybody's got a unique set of talents. Some of us are really good at photography. Some are good at writing. Some are good at social circles. Find out what your talent is first. And I mean, some people it's really obvious and, and some others it's hard, I think, to find that voice or that vision. And I would say, just ask your friends, what am I good at? And then apply that to sharks, the shark world. If you're a good writer, write pieces, opinion editorial pieces to newspapers or try to change.org you know and, and really lobby and push for shark protections if yeah. you're a good visual storyteller use that talent you there's nobody's really has a voice that you have like it's you've got your own set skill set and run with that um and then find out why you you know what is it why you want to help save sharks or share the love of sharks and then just do it use your talent and do it that's awesome. what i would that's what i would say yeah amazing I'm, I'm sure that will spare some people on to help out. Yeah, yeah. there's loads of nice, like I know in the UK there's the Shark Trust, that's really good. And I always mm -hmm. go, 
You can see there's a few of uh, oh, there's, in the there's, toilet. There's, there's, the the nice, the there's a lot of shark trust books in the toilet. <laughs> I know I collect <laughs> them. It's really, they're really good though. They're yeah. amazing. Like they yeah. always do like a like um is it a quarterly magazine and they'll put loads of nice pictures in fact yeah, about okay. sharks and yeah. they've got bits for kids as well and it's that kind of thing. I'm sure they've got something in the US as well. There's loads of like trust and conservation, you know, NGOs doing yeah. loads of bits for sharks, so that's always helpful as well. Um but okay. Let's go back to water sports for a minute. Should okay. we talk about surfing or scuba diving? I think surfing. What's surfing? Should we talk for a bit sure. more about surfing? Okay, okay. Especially because you just came back. Because we're, okay. we're rubbish at surfing, okay? You're we're, better than me. I don't know. We, we <laughs> learned in South Africa, and I think Mel overtook me. She was Yeah, really but you're good. tall, so it was tricky. Yeah, Is that something? Are you yeah. tall, Mike? I feel yeah, like I'm you're tall. tall. I'm tall, and it's a hard one. I was, yeah. yeah. Talk, talking to my girlfriend about that of how it's yeah it, tall is not good in surfing no. there are there are some tall good surfers that are really good but it's sort of far and few between um you want to have that low stance and that low center gravity to yeah. be able to get barreled and do your maneuvers and it's a little tricky when you're awkwardly tall like me <laughs> that's 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 what i'm gonna say in the future then that's that's why i struggle yeah <laughs> surfing is hard it's an incredibly it is, hard sport it? um yeah i yeah it, it, ask any sir i mean it's a lifelong you're just constantly learning and it takes years and years and years to not even you know look like a beginner in yeah. most sports you do a couple of years and you've got the hang of it yeah. and you don't master it but you look pretty well doing it and surfing it takes a yeah. long time yeah and you have to be somewhere time. where you can actually do it because where you are you yep. probably have surfed. yep i don't know if it's all yep. time but pretty often yeah yeah where we it's are someplace real seasonal and it's cold and you don't catch that many waves and then it goes flat for a long time and you get out of rhythm and you have to travel for, so it's you know say you take basketball something to be said about having a basketball court that you can show up at nine you know 9 a.m every day and play basketball whereas surfing isn't the case oh, yeah yeah especially around here yeah <laughs> it's Nothing. terrible and when there is waves yeah. they're just everywhere huh? how's the surf right now there's none of it there's none the water's just, none just, of it the water's just flat it's like yep. 40 degrees yeah. it's not good yeah. it's the there's idea no of wind yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah surfing and i feel like when you started surfing as well so you said you were in california which is pretty cool it's a nice it's yep. a nice place to start with the whole yep. lifestyle and feel pretty cool but you had your prosthetic already and I remember you talking about how much it's progressed since as well, right? Because at the beginning, mm-hmm, must have mm-hmm. been, I mean, yep, it's like yep. you're giving yourself a harder, It's it was harder for you f- than for anybody else, right? To learn just yep. because, um, and you're tall, you know, said that's probably the, yep. the biggest disability being tall, right? Especially in places. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, I, I, can, I can agree. second that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, <laughs> has it changed a lot now? You feel like you've... Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, when I when I first started surfing my prosthetic, I was using a ball like a rubber ball joint as an ankle mechanism, and lo and behold, carbon fiber is so much better. Um, carbon fiber it holds energy, whereas different materials like rubber they it's a dampener. It just absorbs it, and you can't like in surfing you want to be able to turn your surfboard on the rail so that you can get speed and do your maneuvers. And if you have a foot that all that energy you crouch down and you want to release that to turn the board and it gets absorbed in the foot and has zero return, you can't turn your surfboard and it's really hard to surf or carbon fiber holds that load and then springs it back when you release that tension and will turn the surfboard. And, um, car- carbon is like, it's a godsend for, for surfing for, you see in the Paralympics, um, 
the track and field runner or, you know, runners and sprinters, and they all got these big carbon fiber blades. It's because they get the incredible energy return. Um, and you look at a double amputee that's got two running blades, he's going to be able to run faster than one, you know, a person with one residual limb, one, one amputation. Um, you're, when I run with my running blade, my good knee and my good foot can't keep up with my prosthetic. It's that good energy oh, wow. return. And, uh, and I'm, you know, you think of surfing applications and you think in, in the future, you might be able to have an advantage and be able to have the Kelly Slater foot and, <laughs> and, and do really well. Um, so awesome. that, that's exciting in the prosthetic world, but it, it really is, it's, it's carbon fiber. It's having good engineers and, and people really knowing how to design these feet and design them for really high impact sports and high impact applications. So in the end, you could have like different prosthetics for like different types yep, of waves, yep, right? Yep, yep, yep. Different types of waves or yeah. even different, different settings. If you, I, when I go front side and I go back side, I'll switch out. I have an Allen wrench and I'll angle my foot out um, and widen my stance for backside. Oh, wow. So I'm less on my toes and I, I'm more on that inside of, of the foot and I'm more surface area. So if I know I'm predominantly, I'm regular foot, if I'm going to go left, I will angle my foot out on the beach with a wrench. I have a wrench in my truck and um, I, have, I have little markings on my foot um, to, so I can kind of a baseline where I can set it back. And then if I'm just only going right, I'll put it in a little bit more and have a little bit more toe for that down the, down the line, um, which is kind of cool because yeah. you know, the yeah, regular foot, you don't really, yeah, you don't do that. And, and it was on a snowboarding trip. Um, uh, the guy that worked at the shop that was setting up the bindings he had done a lot of stuff with amputees and he's like, try this. And I was like, wow. And it really just, it helps opening your stance up. So you're less pigeon toed and you've got more surface area and you can actually get lower as well. Good for the barrels. Cool. Yeah. Yep. 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 Exactly. Nice. It's not like we've ever. Not that I've ever seen the inside of a barrel. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we wish, but you know, it's like you said, it's practice, isn't it? Yep. Um, yep. Yep. Yeah. Have you ever taught surfing? I have, yep, yeah, quite a bit, um, but That's mostly cool. with uh, amputees, okay. and a lot That's with amazing. amputee kids. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, well, they, I think they trust and, and love learning from somebody that's similar to them. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, and I, I taught a kid, I think, like two weeks ago here on Kauai. Uh, we had a blast. Yeah, really going cool. surfing, and I've I've done below the knee amputees and above the knee amputees, double amputees, people with no arms and no legs. Um, you name it, and it's it's just it's really fun and. Um, when I started, there was nobody that, you know, could really teach me. There was nothing even on YouTube. So I feel like I'm gifting my knowledge and, and I know how valuable that is to be able to learn from somebody who's been there and done that. Yeah. yeah. Well, it shows them that it can be done and it's amazing. And yep. the yep. joy, yep. they must be so happy yep. when they do it. Yeah. That's the thing. We definitely get a lot, a lot of eyeballs on the beach. People are like, whoa, what's, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you will yeah, be all yeah. surfing better than like, you know, able-bodied <laughs> people and they're like, oh, you know <laughs> yeah but it's crazy the kids they get it like some of the young kids that you know take out their prosthetics first wave they're standing up riding to the beach yeah and you can hear just cheers up and down the beach and it's yeah it's pretty yeah. awesome they're probably so cool. better than us yeah that's what we're saying <laughs> they're yeah. than us. oh they're nice we just have long boys and you know we just keep mm -hmm. it chill well, um, we have to yeah, because we don't have good waves. I know. No. But Cornwall is good. We could go down to Cornwall. Yeah, Cornwall is very good. Yeah. Have you been to the yeah. UK to surf? I mean, probably Oh, not, I have not. I have not. Yeah. I've heard. And I've and and I lived in New Zealand to. for a little while. And yeah, yeah, we had a lot of UK surf mags there. So I saw all the spots. And yeah. Yeah. yeah I guess yeah. Cornwall is, is good, but water is warmer. I mean, you don't 
just stay in Hawaii. It's like you said, it's perfect. You don't really <laughs> need to go anywhere, anywhere else. But actually, yeah. that's a good question. Yeah, what's what's the best spot you've surfed at? What's your favorite spot? Oof, uh, yesterday could have been the best, some of the best spot I've ever surfed. Possibly, yeah. I've um, uh, Fiji cloud breaks a really good wave. Um, yeah, I, I just came back from a trip to the Mentalize in Indonesia, and there was some incredible spots there. Um, but I mean, this this last swell on Maui was, I had have been the best waves in the world. Um, this last like this last month or so, anywhere in the world would have been Maui yesterday and the day before. Um, and then we've got some really good surf spots here on the island I live on. Um, Oahu's incredible pipeline. I haven't surfed really big pipeline, um, but that's pretty much, you know, a perfect wave. And um, it, it kind of, I guess, depends what your flavor is. Do you like lefts? Do you like rights? Do you like barrels? Do you like long waves? Um, I personally like rights and long tubes. Um, and that's why Ma'alai on Maui is just, it's perfect. Absolutely perfect. Good old regular right. Yeah. Yep. Regular. I love it right. I'm good yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like yeah. small and very, very long and very okay. warm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With the sun setting and oh, dolphins. Yeah, like, yeah. You know? dolphins we, jumping yes. through the waves. Yeah, and yeah. maybe a shark, but quite far because of the water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I like. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, that sounds amazing, though. But is there a spot you haven't been and really want to try somewhere? Like, I don't oh, know if you've Great you ever question. Tried, like, yeah. Like, great like, question. I'd love to go to Kelly Slater's wave pool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. In California, I'd I love to surf there. I would love um, to surf some spots in Indonesia that we didn't get. Um, but yeah, Kelly Slater's wave pool, I think, would be at the top of the list. Have you ever been in a wave pool? I have. I've, I've surfed um, the wave pool in Waco, Texas. Okay. Um, it's a really fun wave. Yep. I, I was there for three days or so and um, really fun. We were there for Fourth of July and we surfed. Uh, under the fireworks at night, which is pretty cool oh, to do. Wow. And they, you know, they got music playing and um, you're getting barreled was the, you know, the fireworks shoot overhead. And that was pretty special. I've never done anything like that. And I've surfed Typhoon Lagoon in Florida. That was a pretty bad wave, um, yeah. sort of a novelty, but yeah. That's Kelly's cool. wave looks amazing. I, I know you guys, I think in the UK have a really good wave that just got built. Uh, yeah, Bristol. Bristol. Yeah. 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 Mel's yeah. brother lives in Bristol, yeah, but we, we still need, haven't got okay. to visit and go, go okay. to the wave. Okay. But we, yeah. we, we yeah, definitely we will soon when there's like a, a, yeah. a windless weekend when I'm not teaching okay. kite surfing. Because we mainly we'll be kite surf. Yeah. Okay. Um, yep, yep. Which is way easier than surfing. A lot easier. So, you know what you said about a sport that, you know, after a year or two, you, you look good doing it. And you know, yep. you might not be the best, but that that's all that matters. You want to look good doing it. <laughs> no, I mean, but then if you want to go like the pros and kites, I think they're insane. Like it's a different okay, level. Yep. Um, but wait, before we talk about uh, something else, I was wondering, have you ever tried or would you ever try like cold water surfing? Yeah. Yep. Um, I've, I've surfed in Iceland. Um, that's pretty oh, cold. cold. New Zealand is cold as well, but Iceland. Um, yeah. And, and I mean, there's some really good surf spots around the world that are freezing and there's yeah. good wet seats and you just kind of got to go with that mindset that you're going to be cold yeah. um and have the right gear and yeah iceland was amazing it must um, really beautiful yeah it was beautiful absolutely beautiful icebergs i love that yeah. idea that there's there's waves out there that no one's ridden you know in some yeah. of those yeah. cold yeah. places yeah, that, yeah that's that's quite a joy for me for like to for the exploration sort of part of new spots totally totally um yeah, I mean, there could be a wave as good as Malaya somewhere in the world right now that we don't even know about, which is pretty cool to think. Yeah. Yeah. 
somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere. We'll find it, Mike. Don't worry. It's probably in Indonesia, is my guess. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, or some tiny island atoll in the Pacific. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, Mexico. Mm -hmm. Lovely place for a bit of scuba diving. Yep. Off the coast of Mexico. What's yep. it? It's the island. Yeah. Uh, what, Guadalupe, is it called? Guadalupe. Yep, yeah. Guadalupe for the white sharks. Uh, it's incredible yeah. diving all over Mexico. Uh, Socorro, San yep. Benedicto for scuba diving with the oceanic manta rays and wow. huge schools of, you know, Pelagic tuna. And, and it's, Mexico is world, world class for diving. It doesn't really get much better than Mexico for diving. There's just so much variety and warm water. The clarity is incredible. Like Socorro, I think it's, I don't know, like incredible. Absolutely incredible. Mm. I'm sold. Give me some tacos, some yeah, tequila. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tacos yeah, and yeah. tequila. <laughs> I'll join you. I'll, I'll join you. <laughs> um, but how did you hear about it? Did you, is that, so that's, you went obviously to dive with sharks and we're going to talk more about that experience actually. Like how does it feel to now go and dive with these amazing creatures? Um, yeah, how, how does it feel? Because not a lot of people get to do yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, my, my, my first time to Guadalupe uh, would have been about almost 10 years ago. Um, and I was invited with Ocean Ramsey um, and her husband, uh, Juan. And I was a professional photographer at the time. I, I still am. And, and I knew I was going to be diving with sharks. And I, for to some reason, just it didn't really dawn on me to like bring a good camera or to like even put it out. I was like, oh, I'm going on a trip and I'm going to see some sharks possibly. And um, I brought this, like, I think it was like the Hero 2 or Hero 3 when GoPro first came out, and that's all I had. And um, we we left Ensenada. It's a, a port um, in Baja, it's, and it takes about 24 hours by boat to get to the island itself. It's about 200 miles off the coast or 240 miles off the coast, and it was really, really rough. Um, and, and since then, I haven't been on a boat that rough in my life. It was couldn't eat, couldn't nothing. You're just confined to your bunk, and I remember like taking some seasick pills and I think giving like a sleeping pill or something just to get the 24 hours done with. And um, literally you're just locked in your bunk for an entire day and it was rocking just crazy, crazy, crazy. And everybody's sleeping. And then I heard the anchor drop. And so I knew we must be there and um, everybody was just still passed out. And I went to the back of the boat, um, went upstairs to the back of the boat and they had the shark cages like in getting put in the water and asked if I could, you know, jump in. And I wasn't expecting, um, actually like to see a shark even that day it's like a four or five day trip and i thought it was just like this progressive thing maybe towards the end you'll see a shark and i was the first one in the shark cage jumped in um and i remember just like looking over my shoulder within one second of being underwater uh, face to face with a huge great white and there was nobody you know in the cage with me and i was just it was just this experience me and this great white and i didn't know what to do and i shot up to the top and i i started screaming there's a shark you know down below and they're just the guys in the back of the boat that have you know been there a bunch and they're just laughing like, that's why we're here and went back down and brought my little gopro and was just mesmerized it was like just the most incredible trip most incredible experience that first day that second day and you just you want to be in the shark. I, I think i was in the the cage more than anybody i was just totally engrossed by it all um like after an hour a couple hours it just becomes like this visual ecstasy of sharks coming in and out and tuna swimming by and the clearest water and you just don't know what's going to happen now like it's it's hard to really put into words um diving with white sharks and, and looking at a white shark that's like you know the cage is right here the shark's right here and you feel its energy and you just like feel this massive beautiful intelligent animal that's just its eyes track you as it goes by and up until that point i'd only seen white sharks on tv or hollywood and it, their eyes look black and 
looking underwater at a white shark's eye for the first time it's like this beautiful marble blue like you don't say like, i don't know why film doesn't pick that up or did they put the black just, bit to protect it's to protect right themselves when they yeah yeah a little bit but yeah but just the shadow like when red. the light doesn't hit it perfectly right it looks black but when mm. it hits it and glistens off of it you can see like whites have they have irises and retinas and cones and rods just like us humans and it's basically Amazing. you're looking like it's your it's, it's just it's surreal and you can see the eyeball tracking as it swims by you so you know it's watching you you know and, and not watching anything else it's just you feel that connection and it's it's really beautiful Sounds amazing. We're sold. Come on, yeah. let's do it, Mike. Yeah. Are we going? Yep, yep. When are we going to Mexico? Whenever. <laughs> now. <laughs> yep, right. That sounds amazing. And you've yeah. you've done dives. So you've done obviously these ones are in a cage. In a cage. You've done yep. dives without a cage as well, where you just go and take pictures. Because a lot of the so wait, because yep. when you take pictures, you obviously take a lot of great whites. Are you taking those? from the cage as well you can do both yeah most of them are from the cage yeah. yep yep you could take it the cages they have sort of big windows that the water goes in and out so you can you can shoot through that i've done um this uh it's called a spock and it's like a underwater submersible but it's a it's a cage and you've got a pilot behind you that's um controlling it and it's these four scooters like underwater scooters that are hooked to a sort of a, a brain that he can control and they shift around so you're, you're cruising underwater and, and you hang out of this cage as it's moving and you're able to get really amazing tracking shots with white sharks. And that was probably like one of the, probably the coolest experience I've ever had photographing sharks. Um, just hanging outside of this thing where this guy's driving you and you can feel the water and the rush and the shark, the interaction with the sharks is so different because they're curious of what is this thing. And we've never seen this before yeah. and yeah. the noise of the motors. Um, it's, that's really cool. Really, really cool. That sounds really fun. Sounds yeah. awesome. Very James Bond. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, very James Bond. Yeah. 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 So yeah, you mentioned yeah. uh, Ocean Ramsey and her husband uh, yep. that were on the trip yep. with you. Uh, I, I think I've seen them. They, they they dive without a cage a lot of the time as well. Yep, yep, they? yep, yep, yep. They have, and, and they've um, they've got a shark tour company on Oahu. Um, they do quite a bit of stuff with tiger sharks here. They see t probably they yeah. they spend more time with tiger sharks than anybody in the state by far. Mm -hmm. And I've learned a lot of my um, how to, how to read sharks and shark behavior and shark cognitive behavior from them um they've got a really good book that talks about it as well and um we had a a, a dead sperm whale a few years back washing outside waikiki uh for a couple of days and and they took their boat out there and there happened to be a, a really big white shark uh, deep blue and i'm sure you guys saw the photos yep and it mm -hmm. and they spent a couple of days diving with with um the whites there and i think there was actually a couple white sharks um it was interesting they said there was no tiger sharks um, I, I think there was tiger sharks, but they're on the outer proximity and the great whites sort of have the dominance. Um, yeah. We had a, um, a sperm whale, no, it was a humpback whale. No, it was a sperm whale, sorry. Um, wash up here on island uh, two years ago. And I spent a couple of days just watching it and seeing it. I didn't see any tiger sharks. And she, I talked to her and she hypothesized that there probably was a great single great white and it pushed all the tiger sharks deeper in a way. Um, and I just didn't see the white shark, but it would have been there. It's really interesting. That's yeah, it's really interesting. interesting. They've got that dominancy yeah. over them. Yep, yeah, yeah, uh huh, yep. Yeah. Really, really cool. Yeah, it's like in the animal, yeah. I guess. It was, it's the same like in the well, savannah lions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And yeah. hyenas, you know, you got that yeah. pecking order and yeah. the birds and mm. yeah, everything yeah. when there's a dead animal. Yeah. I wonder who's after the tigers. Yeah. Well, the t which ones? The, the tiger, tiger sharks. sharks. 
well probably the great what the great i don't know what do you, you know what I've, I've seen i've seen um i've i've been with a bull shark a tiger shark a caribbean reef shark a nurse shark and a great hammerhead all at once oh wow the bull shark was the dominant shark yeah and mm. then the great hammerhead then the tiger i love the hammerhead. you wouldn't think yeah That's yeah so yeah cool. i think ti- the tiger sharks are my favorite yeah i think i've, got, I've got a tattoo of one of my okay very cool yeah <laughs> Awesome. You do, you do love, love sharks. Yeah. What's your favorite yeah. one? Is it great white? Um, it'd be a great white. Yeah. Mm. There's just nothing like a great white. A great white's a great white. Yeah. And the second would second would be a tiger shark. I've yet to see a whale shark. I'd love to see a whale shark. Yeah. yeah. Oceanic white tips are as beautiful as can be. Lemon sharks, their eyes are like cat eyes. They're very beautiful and very photogenic. I've, I've not seen a mako. I'd love to see a mako. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're very fast. Yeah, yeah, very fast. Amazing how fast they can swim. Yeah. But, you know, I know you love sharks, but is there any other marine animal that um, that you really like? Oof, an orca, definitely. Orca. Oh, an orca. Have you seen some? I'd love, to go, I'd love to go to Norway and see orcas. I, I've, I've seen one from a boat um, alongside the boat, just the fin. Yeah. Um, or kind of how they, they yeah. Um, but I've, I've not been underwater with an orca and I've watched a lot of documentaries and YouTube videos and free just, willy. yeah, exactly. Yeah. You just tell yeah. us, Mike, you've just watched they're free just... willy when you're a kid and you love orcas like <laughs> all of us. Yeah. 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 But orcas are, and I would love to go to Norway and see orcas. That'd yeah. be a dream. Yeah. They look Absolute amazing. Dream. And that's a funny yeah. example actually, because, because orcas are meant to be quite aggressive, right? And because yeah, of free yeah, willy, yeah. everybody, you know, nobody is like, oh, cause yeah. these bad guys, but mm-hmm. they're actually meant to be super, you know, kind of mean. Oh I yeah. Mean, you, nobody, you, you but can you know, watch them when they, you know, when they were seals and things and you think that's so mean and poor seal or just when they slap the stingray with their tail and knock it out. And yeah. It's just um, interesting the power yeah. of Hollywood that nobody is worried about orcas when they go swim with. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, because yeah. and then because of Jaws, everybody's worried about. It's just interesting how filmmaking yeah. can like have yeah. such an. How impact. filmmaking yeah. creates that yeah. yep, arachnophobia with spiders mm. and and it just yeah. you can really no, 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 play no. on people's yeah psyche. Don't you start with spiders? Spiders are terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not talk about spiders, please. <laughs> I, I don't. No, I know they're great, but they're scary. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, okay talk about photography a little bit yeah for sure so one one of the things that i really wanted to talk about was um i think it was last year or the year before when there was a massive day at jaws and i think you were shooting from a helicopter right yep yep those shots were amazing thank can you, you can you tell you. us about uh that that day or that that and time period around, around yep around yep jaws did you surf and, it and Yep. No, I didn't surf it. Um, that's way out of my pay scale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We just look at the pictures. Yep. And imagine that. Yeah, yeah. Um, those those swells you can see about a week out, maybe even a little week and a half or so um, on the storm charts, and you know it's it's going to be big. Um, for that spot, Piahi Jaws, uh, it it takes a certain size and a certain angle, and um, you really kind of don't know if it's going to be a historic swell and <clears throat> until it actually hits that morning. Um, even with the best surf forecasting and the best, uh, you know, wave, wave oceanographers and then guys that are studying storms and, and sending out charts to people, you just, until that morning comes, you really don't know. And it's, it's a little hard, uh, from a photography sense, uh, to, 
like I love shooting from a helicopter and to be able to get a pilot to take you up at a certain window, it's, it's expensive and it's cost prohibitive to be up there all day shooting. It's not like you can fly a drone, come in, charge your batteries and fly again. So you really want to pick a window where you think it's going to, there's the greatest chance of the most incredible rides going down. Um, and then having to, that's on a different island. So I have to book a flight there and, and getting the timing with the flight, the helicopter pilot. Um, maybe a squall comes in while that, you know, hour, two hours that you're up there and you don't get anything or the ocean goes flat. So it's really a, you're trying your very best to increase, you know, increase your odds and, and do everything you can luck favors the prepared and having everything ready. And, and I've, I've shot from a helicopter on, on big swells, maybe half a dozen times. And I've been fortunate every time, like it's, it's worked in my favor. I don't know how to explain it, but it's just, I've had really a good fortune with um, shooting from a helicopter. Um, I've, I've shot Waimea Bay, big Waimea Bay on Oahu. Um, they have a contest called the Eddie Aikau. And I've done, I did that the last two times it ran. Um, it doesn't run every year. It's gotta be a certain height. And that started my helicopter big wave um, obsession was, was that. And to be able to, you, it kind of feels like you're cheating in a way, um, in a sense, there's, like let's say Piahi breaks and it's huge. The parking is crazy. Just getting that it down to the bluff to watch it and the amount of people and the amount of just craziness where I shoot from a helicopter and I show up at, you know, I, I land at Kahului airport and I take a Uber to the heliport and it's a minute away. And I jump, I say hi to the pilot. Um, he's a great guy and, you know, jump in the helicopter, go up and spend a couple hours right above in the best seats of the house, like the best seats in the house. And you're in this above this arena and it's as big as anybody in the world can ride a wave. And <clears throat> it, feel, it feels like it's just this whirlwind and you're such in the zone and trying to capture moments and you're trying to figure out who's this person on this wave or is this wave going to be the biggest one? And you can see the biggest waves coming in before anybody else can. But the guys on the bluff are at a lower elevation, so they can't see as far. Like guys in the water, even, you know, obviously they're at water, you know, sea level and they can you barely see when a set's coming, let alone it's going to be the second, third wave of the set's going to be the biggest one. In the helicopter, you can see everything and you can see that uh, the wave that might be the biggest wave ever in the history of surfing could be coming in a minute. You can see it way out of the horizon coming in, talking to the pilot in the headset and getting you choreographed so that um, when you're shooting from a helicopter, you can't just hover. It's too loud for everybody that's on the beach and especially if it's an event. Um, it messes up their audio and their and they can't do the live feed. Everything is just so loud. Um, so you're always constantly moving and you want to time that movement and that dance that that pilot is flying to be in the perfect spot. So when that biggest wave comes at that peak moment, you're in the optimal position to shoot it. And in photography, you know, you got the sun and then you're changing as soon as you rotate around all the waves coming, you're, you're completely 180. The lighting is like create like how it shifts so fast from being backlit to frontlit to this like every within five seconds there's nowhere else that on land when you're shooting something you can't go front lit to back lit like that at all with that same subject only in a helicopter because you're rotating so fast so it's this communication and trying to time and then everything comes together and you're in the perfect spot and you nail the shot and you're just like you're I'm you kind of like I know the pilot is as well you're just shaking you're like what just happened that was incredible um and then you 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 know you're up for an hour or two hours and then you land and look at the images and you're like, wow, this is, you know, I just got stuff that's, yeah, it's incredible. And the people on the beach don't have as good angle. The, it's, there's so much mist in the air as well when the waves get really huge that it's, unless you're in a helicopter, it's hard to break through that atmospheric haze, that sea salt in the air. 
most big wave photos that you see around the world at all spots have so much haze in them. And there's just, you lose that clarity unless you're really shooting from the water. Um, and sometimes that's impossible when the waves are really big to, to get those really cool angles from the water because it's just it's just too dangerous. Um, so it's it's a pretty special, but it, it does feel like you're disconnected from the experience in a way because you just have the headset on, you're just talking to the pilot, you're not talking to any surfers, you're not swimming in a current, jumping off rocks, standing on a cliff with crowds, you go to the airport, come right back to the airport, fly right back to Kauai and share you know the magic with the world and it, it kind of feels like you're cheating in a way but it does take a, a bit of skill and years leading up of how when to be there at the right time who to shoot talking to the surfers when they're going to serve you know text messaging who some of the you know when, when, what time they're going to paddle out so that you time it when they're out there because you know they're going to get the best waves so there is a bit of a dance that you play to be able to get those really good shots sounds unreal yeah 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 yeah, and besides shooting big sharks, shooting big waves, is, for photography, I, I think takes the cake, at least in my experience. Is there a, like, a maximum amount of like, <clears throat> helicopters that can be out there at a time as well? Yeah, 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 yeah. There's usually the most I've shot with is one other helicopter. It's mm. it's yeah. too dangerous to have that many copters, and there's just not that many pilots that are that are going to do that. And yeah. even just yeah, all the all the helicopters usually are rented in Hawaii for tourists. They have these tours that they do all day long and they're not going to deviate from that because it's a, yeah, it's what they do. And I'm fortunate that I've on both Oahu and Maui, I've got great pilots that I work with. Um, and then you've got, you know, not only is it cost prohibitive, but it's just, you've got a certain amount of fuel in the tank and you've got to go back and, and refuel or be done for the day. And um, I, I think though the pilots, they absolutely enjoy it like they get a rush out of it as well because you're you're working as a team and you feel like yeah. you're almost and you're working as a team with the surfer in a way because they know you're up there and they know that you're getting the shots so they're going to want to send it even more because they know that the best like it's they're going to have incredible imagery yeah. um I so it's just, it's a cool it's a yeah. cool team effort and as soon as i get back and i upload it to my phone i'm you know text messing it to the all the athletes that are out there and they're just yeah. like some of them are even on boats and they're looking at it. That was just an hour ago going, Oh my gosh, is this really happening? You know? Yeah. Like it's, it's a surreal moment for everybody involved it, and it's mother nature just gifting us these moments. That must yeah. be amazing for like the guys as well. Yeah. Just I like, don't know how they some do of, like, the it, biggest though. waves and then they mm -hmm. get to see them, yeah. those sort of images yeah. as well. That must be amazing. Yeah, but yeah. You know how and, and I, when you know someone is taking pictures of you, you're like, Oh, and then you do like yeah. happy things. I'd be the same. I'd be like, Oh no, oh no, my kids up there taking pictures. And yeah. but, just, but you like, can imagine too, you can just thing. hear the thumping of the, you know, the big copter and you hear that yeah. noise and it's just, you're in the arena and you look at the cliff and it's just shoulder to shoulder, thousands of people and boats and just that whole, like that you're just, it's yeah. Like you're in this arena, gladiator arena. But the, hel yeah. the helicopter, uh, recently though, you've got to be a little careful. There's a lot of people that fly drones mm. and they yeah. want to be, because we're at a low altitude. We're not way up in, you know, in the sky. You're at a pretty low altitude. And um, so drones are becoming kind of an issue. Have you, have you had any close encounters with them then? Uh, we've seen them definitely really yeah. close. Um, and they hopefully know not that, you know, a drone goes into the tail rotor of a copter. You can, it'll bring that copter down easily wow. yeah 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 and, and they're not supposed to fly when a copter's in the air there's there's a lot of regulations and it's actually really close to the airport so i don't know if they're allowed to fly anyways um and and you know I, i've got a drone i fly my drone a lot and i can see why people want to fly their drones when the waves are that big but it's the drones um unfortunately they don't really capture the essence of big waves it's like it's got that gopro look that's really flat it like flattens everything out and it's real fisheye yeah and 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 you've got distance and it just it makes 
the waves, it doesn't do it justice. Whereas being in a helicopter with a proper camera, um, it, I think it, it, it does the wave justice of how it should, you know, of that magnitude. Yeah. Oh, you definitely done the wave justice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. It yeah. was amazing. You need to, yeah, you, you need to have print of these as well, but we can talk thank about you. it yeah. another yeah. time. Yeah. We'll yeah. have that in our bedroom. Huge printed <laughs> life size yeah, yeah. life size oh, no, that's <laughs> yeah. not possible but um actually what you were saying about um i think it's the same thing the fact that you shoot sharks obviously not just i'm sure sometimes maybe you shoot with gopro still but you know you've got the way you shoot them is just amazing and you were saying about the haze and so because a lot of people try underwater photography but it's not easy is it like there's a yeah. lot of things that come into like play when you shoot especially sharks like you were saying um but can you remember was there a dive where you what was your favorite dive to take pictures of them like something that really marked you yeah it would have been my um my first trip to tiger beach um we were shooting tiger sharks and it was really the first time i took a proper water housing as well underwater and i had come from a surf trip or done some surfing stuff and i had my port set up for my 50 millimeter and traditionally underwater photography, everybody shoots, like literally everybody, a wide angle lens, 16 to 35, a 15 millimeter, 21 millimeter, everything wide. Um, the reason is, is because you want to be really close to your subject and cut that haze, that under uh, underwater. Um, there's just, you know, you got all those particles and those microorganisms in the water that cut and reduce clarity and sharpness. So you want to be as close to the subject as you can. And that's, and, and you got a big subject or you're shooting a turtle or something, you gotta have you want to fill the frame so you're shooting a wide angle but what it does is it use and going back to the surfing thing with the gopro it, it sort of flattens it out and you get a little disconnected from the subject it doesn't it's not what your eye sees and it's not you you shoot a person underwater you're not going to shoot them with a fit or a person on land you're not going to use a fish shot you're going to use a portrait lens um the the physics of a lens a longer focal length makes uh that person their features look very human-like and in your proportion of your, you know, your nose and your, to your eyes and to your ears, um, it's what your eyes, it's what you're used to seeing. Whereas you shoot a, a you come right up to a person a couple inches away with a fisheye, their ear, everything looks expanded and, and doesn't look as, it looks more phony and not real. And I, I think for people that shoot underwater stuff, a lot of times it, that can happen um, because they're using really wide lenses. And um, after that dive with, the tiger sharks and that 50 millimeter and then it was only because the water clarity is incredible that you can do that um i was like wow this is you know this is pretty cool this is it looks different than most underwater photos you've seen and i studied shooting people um in college portraiture i went to uh, brooks institute of photography and spent four years basically learning how to shoot people and, and i'm a people person shooter and uh, i take i guess that skill set underwater and use those same techniques that same equipment and then when I go to the editing process using Lightroom or Photoshop, I'm using the same techniques as well. I'm trying to find, you know, that catch light in the eye and, and the expression um, from the shark, like you would an expression from a human. Um, and, and I guess that defines my style. I, I just, I, it's what I studied. It's what I, I'm, I feel like I'm drawn to and it's, I, it's just me. And that's what my, my shooting style is. Amazing. And it works <coughs> to make people to draw them in and to make yeah. sharks more, Almost. Yeah, and, and yeah, and, and then it, I think it, it also on the back end it, may, it makes people like find beauty in that, and then want to learn about that, and want to help them, you know, in turn protect that. Um, so it all kind of works together. So to finish things up, Mike, because we've we've, we've yeah. held you here yep. for quite a while, 
we 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 just wanted to know: is are there any water sports that you want to try in the future? I would love to try um do some foiling. That looks yeah. really fun. Yeah, windsurfing uh, looks amazing. I've not done that. Um, kite surfing, um, love to do that. I, I love to really get um really good at free diving. I've I've got some friends that are it's yeah. just what they can do in their breath holds and how deep they can go on one breath. Uh, just it's mind boggling. Yeah. I, I think you just to learn how to push your body and the the physics of your body uh, to that extreme would be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot yeah. of big wave surfers have to do that, right? Just yeah, but it's a little it's a little different. I, you hold your breath long, but it's it's not like the four minute breath holds and five minute breath holds that mm. you know yeah. free divers so are doing. Yeah, it's just down. so violent yeah. and short. Yeah, mm. we love it's more like you're underwater and somebody's punching you in the gut, and you're getting you know when you've got to yeah. pull up with Ellis, like it's more just a fast, intense not that peaceful, calm, five-minute breath hold. Mm. It's a good way to yeah. sell surfing. So when you're crap and you go to big waves, it's like <laughs> yeah. you get taken yeah. by waves. So it's like, because there's amazing waves that you shoot and sometimes right like yesterday. Yeah, that would probably be hell for me because you, yeah. if you don't, if you don't catch it, you just, yeah. it's hell. But yeah, yeah. 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 if you yeah. don't go out of your depth and it's fine. Well, hey, you just we can definitely out. help you with some kite surfing yeah. if you want to. If you ever okay. come to the UK, I don't think it'd be the best place. I'm sure. we run a kite surfing Hawaii. school. Yeah, but you know, it's not, why would he ever but come here? I'm not here? sure you want to come here. No, I'll, but I'll, I'm, I'll, I'll come sure to I'll Hawaii. Don't worry. Yep. And you guys we'll are more than welcome anytime. Yeah, I think that would sound. I'm sure they do everything. In, that's what's cool in, with Hawaii, right? I feel like you probably know. Yeah, we've got a lot of water, water sports. Sports. every water sport in the world. In Ireland, people do so. it here. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, yeah wing. Except for glacier heard? surfing. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Except <laughs> yeah. for what else? So have you there? tried yeah. foiling yet? Or yeah. is that something you haven't tried? I've tried, it once, I've tried it once in a river. Um yeah. was able to get up. Yeah, yeah. But I would love to try it again and, and do some downwind runs and things like that. It's a complete yeah. alien feeling. I remember when I tried it first. It's like when you first pop up on the foil, you're just like, whoa, what's happening? Yeah, like, whoa. Like wobbling, yeah. you're like yeah. Yeah. up yeah. and down, up and down. Have you? Yeah. Is there people in Hawaii, I'm sure there is, doing uh, winging as well? Oh, yep, yeah. yep, you know, yep. Yeah. The wingdings, yep. Yeah, yeah. I see it all the time. Yep, yeah. yeah. the wingdings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a thing yeah. now. Yeah, I yeah. say that, yeah. but I've seen, we've seen Kai do it. I mean, he does everything, that guy. Yeah. But, oh, that's amazing. Yeah, free diving is definitely your favorite. That's definitely my favorite. There's something so okay. peaceful about it. Um, and so, you know, I, I don't know. I just love being underwater. It's my favorite yeah. place to be. Yeah, good place to be. Yeah. So what are your future plans, Mike? Have you got any future uh, plans? Yeah, I'm going to start, start um, going back to Mexico here shortly. The, the white shark season starts up. Um, working on that book. And we've got our surf season starting as well. Yeah. Um, pretty soon and uh just yeah hopefully do some some fun dives here shortly awesome sounds exciting yeah cool we can't wait for that book to come out yes. yeah i'll send you guys a copy no, got a little we'll while though it's about a little book over a year away yeah yeah <laughs> yeah we'll, well thanks guys yeah, yeah thank, thank you, you Mike. so much for coming yeah. on it was so it's been really fun yeah really thanks it. yeah yeah and now we'll probably go have a shower because it's way too hot in here you know, we put tops I've, on I've heard about you, you guys at Heatwave. Yeah. yeah. I've been, I've been all over the news. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe it's we'll move happens. to Hawaii. Who knows? I mean. Yeah, we, we've yeah. just been in the water all day because we've we've got um a 15-month-old baby. So <laughs> okay. we, we, we've just been like uh, stand-up stand paddleboard with her. Uh, just like throwing uh -huh. her in. Yep. Yep. And yeah. Uh, yeah, just spending as much time in the water as we can today. Yeah, we're lucky we're by the sea. Yeah. I think it's the same for you guys. 
being in yeah. Hawaii. I think being by the sea is just yeah mm-hmm. the best something something to be said about it for sure yeah just knowing it's there and it's all you can always jump in and yeah except we don't have the you know coconut trees whatever yeah but where, yeah. you know yeah 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 it's still i love, I love our sure. brown water it's lovely uh, yeah yeah it's not always brown it's looking amazing today anyway you're not selling it like you're not oh, selling no, today it. Was different. today wasn't like winter brown water no yeah it was pretty uh, anyway okay we'll let you go and um yeah thanks again for your time um, yeah. yeah, and we'll chat soon. I'm hope. Thanks for the great chat, you guys. Oh, okay. Yeah, good. Good luck with everything. Yeah. Good luck with your thank trip you. and, yeah. the, and the book. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Cool. Aloha, you guys. Cool. Bye, Mike. Cheers, bye. 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 Cheers. Yeah. We hope you enjoyed today's episode as much as we did. It would be amazing if you could leave us a review, and if you want to check out anything else we get up to at Tide, then please head over to our social channels on Instagram and Facebook. Or you can check out our website, tidewatersports.co.uk. See you there for the next one.